Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. We seek to encourage the local church to grow in right belief and right action by meditating on our infinite God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Philip Long. And my name is Alex Cook. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Alex. Hey, Philip. Welcome back to the podcast, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to have you. We are on season number two. Yes. And uh, I know we talked about this a couple times ago, but refresh refresh our memory. What's kind of the goal here with season two? Um, so in our mission statement that you just heard us say with that beautiful music is um, uh, we seek to encourage the local church to grow in right belief and right action. Uh, by meditating on our infinite God. And so the first season, we talked about um, some of the uh, attributes of God. and uh, But what does it mean when we say to encourage the local church to grow in right belief? And so we want to talk about that. What is the local church? What is its purpose? Um, what's a healthy church supposed to do? In fact, today we're talking about what does a healthy church do? Yeah, I think that's a really important topic because we're trying, we're trying to, our, our goal is about the Lord. Uh, our goal is our infinite God, uh, but he has obviously gathered us into the local church, into churches, into the broader church historically and uh, throughout through, throughout history, time and space. So if that's where we are, how does that influence our, how we know God and that, those yep. kind of things? So that's kind of how we decided to connect that in. And me and you, we just, we just love the church. Yep. That's a, a clear calling in our lives uh, is to love it and to... Uh, help help lead it, and, and also so. too is growing up. Um, if you were to stop me and be like, "Hey, what is what is the church? What is the definition of the church?" I don't know that I could give you an answer. No, nope. I'm, I'm sure so, many of us struggle with that. And it's something you hear a lot, but you never really have to define. Yeah. And so it's helpful for us just to kind of take a little bit of time and define what do we mean when we say church. Right. I think that's really good. So start us off, Alex. Let's talk about kind of a, maybe what most people think about what the church should be doing. So so we started off last time, our first episode, talking a little bit more about what is the church. But when we think of a healthy church, probably many people think, hey, the church is just supposed to be a good place. Good people, yeah, healthy people, you know, whatever, uh, making the world a better place. Yep. Is that what the church is supposed to do? Uh, primary job? Yeah. No, that's not the primary job. We're we supposed to make the church, oh, the world a <laughs> Worst place, Alex? <laughs> that's what it sounds like I'm okay. saying, yeah. but no, that's okay. not what I'm saying either. All right, tell uh, me what so you're saying. Then. If, if someone comes up to me and says, uh, what is the church's primary job just to make the world a better place? The answer is absolutely no. That is not the church's primary job. And this is important to point out. Okay, so the church's primary job is to uh, promote God, to show God, yeah. to... Um, to be Christians and to share the gospel with others, to make disciples, to love each other, and so. But God should be the centerpiece of that, yep. of the church, of the mission of the church. Yep. And so, when we get away from that, what happens is we can get away from the gospel. Right. We can just be all about helping our neighbor, which are good things. Yeah. But if we're not if we're not telling them about Christ, about the gospel, about God. It's all pointless. Right. And I love what John Piper says. He says, Christians should care about suffering, especially 
eternal suffering. Yeah. And I think that really puts the hits the nail on the head. And also, I've heard other um, podcasts and speakers, they pointed out that there are statistics out there that show where um, when people who go to do missions and do humanitarian aid, that actually, so he, he compared the difference between people who went to do just humanitarian aid, just to help people, versus people who went and their main goal was the gospel. Yeah. That actually the people whose main goal was the gospel did more good, did more humanitarian aid than the people who went specifically for the goal of providing humanitarian what do you aid. Think, what do you think made that difference there? It, the difference is the fuel. Yeah. And so... Well, and then also, too, the gospel changes people. Yeah. And so when we go and preach the gospel, it, we're not changing lives, but God is changing yeah. lives yeah. through the proclamation of His Word. And so that instead of manipulating people to act better or trying to make a physical change there in the community, you're preaching the gospel and making good and making those changes. But when you preach the gospel, people are being changed. Yeah. And when people are being changed, more good will multiply. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, and I, and, uh, I read this book. It was, uh, by nine marks, a book on missions. Yep. And in it, he talks about how he, uh, he went to a foreign country and he was renting a vehicle and he needed to fill it up with fuel. Well, he saw it was running low, and he pulled into a gas station, and he, he found himself in a dilemma. He didn't know if the car ran off diesel or right. gas. <laughs> so here in the States, everything runs off gas, except for big trucks. But in other parts of the world, a lot of vehicles run off diesel. Yeah. And so he, was, he sat there perplexed. He's like, well, which one do I put in? And he said in the book... For a split second, he said, well, I'll just put one in and see what happens. Yeah. And he said, no, because the right fuel yeah. makes all the difference. Yeah. And so if our fuel is just to make the world a better place, we're going to run out. Right. But if our fuel is God, well, God is yeah. unlimited, yeah. infinite. Yeah. And so we will not run out of fuel for that endeavor. That's good. That's really good. So to answer what a healthy church should be doing, we need to know, what is the mission of the church? So I ask you, Philip, what is the mission of the church? Yeah, I think I'll boil that. Uh, I'll expand this. But simply enough, I think the mission of the church is the Great Commission to go and make disciples. Now, to, to understand that, we should unpack what a disciple is. So the earliest disciples, you know, picture Jesus uh, calling the, the men who are standing there fishing. And he says, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They drop everything and devote their entire lives to following him. Um, and then they multiply. They, there are more, they make more disciples. And so, uh, you know, the Great, great Commission, uh, as he's uh, there leaving uh, in Matthew 28, you know, he says, go therefore make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Yeah. So, First and foremost, and, and the, the priority, like you just said, I think is important. The mission of the church is about leading people to Jesus yep. that they may be disciples. Yep. Now, what does a disciple do? A disciple makes a disciple bears fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, there's gonna be fruit that comes. But similar to what you just said, if you get the cart before the horse here, if it's just if the church is just uh, hey, we should just make love people who love one another. 
or just do good things, then you're going you're running out of you're running out of motivation. Yeah. And I think you're missing the gospel. Yeah. So I think the the very core of the gospel is is not um, a motivational speech. It's not a set of rules and regulations. It is news. Yeah. It's what Christ has already done for us. And so our job is to proclaim that message. Yeah. So in some sense, you could say the mission of the church is to proclaim the gospel yep. with the goal of making disciples yep. who then are gathered together and make more disciples. Yep. So um, we did some homework. You can find a bunch of different definitions. Uh, here's one from Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert in a book. They wrote a whole book on this question. What is the mission of the church? Uh, their short answer is the mission of the church is to go into the world and make disciples by declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit, and gathering these disciples into churches, that they might worship the Lord and obey His commands now and in eternity to the glory of the Father. So that's pretty good. That's yeah covers a lot of ground, but keeps the priority where it should be. Um, other other people will include things like uh, this comes from a book called When Everything Is Missions. Uh, it talks about making disciples uh, who then form the local church, uh, and so that then. It's about evangelism that also then leads to social transformation. So again, the priority, I think, is important. Um, Trevin Wax talks about uh, you know, the, the church is a sign and instrument of the kingdom of God, a people united by faith. But again, he talks about making disciples by proclaiming the gospel, calling people to respond to ongoing repentance and faith. So similar words come up every, everywhere I look yep. on different people's definitions. The church should make a positive impact in our communities. Yep. I think if a church is somewhere for very long, uh, a group of people are gathered as the church, and the community doesn't know that church is there. But if the community says, we, we would be exactly the same with or without this church, yep. then that, community, that church is probably not loving the community yeah. like it should. It's probably not living out yep. the, the, the way that God calls us uh, to live out like we should. If, if global missions are not impacted... Or, or missions in any form, evangelism and missions are not impacted in any form by a local church. They're probably not living out what it means to be the church. So we should be making a positive impact. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, the fuel is what's really important here, that the gospel is primary. So we quoted this, yeah, I think your wife quoted it, but she's we apparently she got it from Matt Chandler, yep. uh, that the church is God's people binding together for the Great Commission and the Greatest Commandments. Yes. So I just read, I just read the Great Commission a minute ago. You know, to go and make disciples, yep. teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. The Great Commission is love the Lord your... I mean, the Great Commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Yeah. So... And when we do that, then we are going to be a, a light and salt and light to the yes. world around us. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we'll try to... People will try to pit together, pit against each other evangelism and social justice mm-hmm. as these kind of two sides of what is the mission of the church. And I think the best understanding is that evangelism, pointing people back to Jesus, then leads to us wanting to pursue justice. Yep. So there's a priority there, but it's not, if the second is neglected, then you're not really doing the first either. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And going back to, you alluded to the fruits, yep. the fruit being the good works a Christian does. Right. Well, you can't have fruit unless there's a tree trunk. Yep. And that tree trunk and roots have to be the gospel Absolutely. and God. And that's the only way you can have real fruit. Amen. Amen. So uh, if that's kind of the mission, 
uh, we're, we're trying to answer what does a healthy church do. Yes. So we kind of talked about it in, in you know big picture stuff, but let's come down the down to hit the rubber meat in the road a little bit more. What what does like from mission? This is your phrasing from mission to markers. Yes. <laughs> what are some markers of a healthy church? What what does it look like? What are the things that a church is doing when they are healthy? Okay. So there's three um, resources I'm kind of pulling from. And there's a lot out there where you see uh, biblical characteristics, biblical markers of a healthy church. And um, and we touched on this, I think, two episodes ago, yeah. where um, the Reformers, back in like the 1500s, uh, put together three markers of a, of a church. And one was preaching, ordinances, um, uh, third is church discipline, and actually, in the, uh, a couple of hundred years later, the Baptist uh, added a fourth to that, being mission. Got to give the credit to those Baptists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and so, and I think that's that's helpful to look at. But we want to go a little bit deeper with this episode. We yeah. want to say uh, diving to what is a healthy church, and so um, nine marks, uh, Mark Dever. And uh, his book that's really popular, What is a Healthy Church? And he goes into nine marks of a healthy church. Yeah. And uh, and he'll admit this isn't the those nine marks are not the the be all right of a healthy church. An exhaustive list. Exactly. It's just if you have a healthy church, these nine should show up. Yeah. Um. And so, but I the one we're going to use today is one we got from the IMB International Mission Board with the Southern Baptist Convention, and they have 12. And so, and this is actually a tool they use with diagnosing healthy churches or unhealthy churches. Yeah, this is really good. And so, um, we're going to go through those. Uh, do you want to list all 12 of them now? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll, uh, I'll list off those 12. So, evangelism, discipleship, membership, leadership, teaching and preaching, ordinances, Worship, prayer, fellowship, accountability, giving, and mission. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the first one. Um, and we kind of divided some of these up. We're going to dive a little bit deeper in some of them. And so uh, let's start with the first one, Philip. What is teaching and preaching? Yeah, and I guess maybe I'll answer that in why that's so important to having a healthy church. Um so in Mark Dever's book on what is a healthy church, uh, he gives this, he says this, he says, a healthy church is a congregation that increasingly reflects God's character as his character has been revealed in his word. And I think that's really a helpful way for us to see this. So if we are going to be a healthy group of believers, then we are going to be, we're going to reflect God. Yep. And the only way we know who God is is the way he has told us in his word who he is. Yep. And so um, the, that's why I think one of the, the, the foundational things, one of the most critical of these marks of a healthy church is that mm-hmm. we, have to be, we have to be Bible people. Yep. We have to be people of the word. We are people of a book. Yeah, and Mark Dever's nine marks, that's the very first one in his yep. expository preaching. Yeah, yeah. and so that's what I guess... Um, I would I would spend a minute and so let me give you uh you know second second Timothy three sixteen all scripture is breathed out by God so just just that in itself this is the the words that we have in any 
Bible that we've got. I mean, this is incredible. It's translated in our language, but um, this is God himself has breathed this out and, and given it directly to us. And so 2 Timothy continues, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Um, so that, and he goes on in chapter four to charge us to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. So we, we have God's very word and that has to be the foundation for everything else we do. Yep. And so if we're going to be a healthy church, we've got to be people of the word. So that means, um, the, the, one of the foundational things has to be the ministry of the word. And, uh, I think the best way Biblically, the best way to do that is a method uh, known as expository preaching, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a kind of a semi-fancy word. It just means to expose the Bible. Um, okay. So to so expository preaching is not uh, about a style or about um, any kind of uh, certain way of preaching. It's about the the again the motivation, the core. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you doing this? Expository preaching seeks to take the Word of God and just show it, expose it yep. to the congregation. It's like a magnifying glass to help you see it better. It's like light on the page so you can better read it and better understand it. Mm-hmm. And so expository preaching takes a passage uh, of Scripture and tries to say, what did the uh, human author, inspired by the divine author, God himself, what was he trying to communicate when he said this? And I've heard uh, D.J. Horton at uh, Church of the Middle of Spartanburg say, a good, faithful, expository sermon uh, is trying to, if, if, if the human author, so say Mark, you know, I'm preaching through Mark mm-hmm. at Infinity this fall, uh, if Mark was resurrected from the dead and he came and sat on the back row yeah. at Infinity Church and he heard me preach a sermon from a, uh, a section of a chapter in the book that he wrote, he should at the end of it say, yes, amen, that's what I meant when yep. I wrote that down. Now, of course, how we apply it to 21st century world would be very confusing to Mark. Yeah. But the goal is, this is, this is, I'm pointing you back to the intention, the, the, the meaning itself, yep. the meaning that, that God gave it when he inspired these words uh, as he wrote it down. And that's, that's really important because we live, especially in our culture, in this postmodern world right. where your truth is truth for you right. and my truth is truth for me. And we as Christians say, um, that's not, true because right. there can only be one truth yeah and, and and i'm kind of going off on a tangent but um people will say like you never want a postmodern filling up your fuel in your airplane <laughs> yeah because you'd be like so is the airplane fuel uh, or has is this it, full, full? Yeah. of gas and uh he'd be like well what's full to me is not necessarily full to you <laughs> yeah. Right. This is my truth. Right. And right. no, you want to know, it. yes, is, is it, it full really or is it full? not? There's no in-between. Right. And so there are times where truth is truth. Yep. And um, and that truth is found in God's Word. Yep. And so, and it has a meaning. It's not just up to the whim yep. of whatever you want it to be. There may be multiple applications, but there is, there is truth there, and it is saying something. Yep, Absolutely. And so our, our role as a church is to raise, to, to make disciples. We said that's important. Uh, disciples of whom? Of Jesus Christ. We, we, we want to know God better. Um, that's what we've said about this podcast. We want people to know God better. So the local church, we want people to come to know God and follow Him better. And then like Paul says, Colossians 1, 28, Him we proclaim, 
warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And so that is only going to come by the ministry of the Word. We have God's Word, and so we want to make sure everything we do is, is driven by that and focused on that. And so the primary way, I think, is is the primary way that, that works in, in a local church is through the, the preaching moment in our regular gathered worship services. But of course, the ministry of the Word doesn't stop there. Uh, we should have other times where the Word is taught, uh, whether that be in some kind of small group study, in, in individual Bible studies and that kind of thing, uh, because we want the we want to be a, a Bible-saturated people. Yeah. And that saturation doesn't come in 30 minutes once a week. It comes day in, day out. It comes as we grow and grapple with it. And so that's that, I think, is one of the most important marks of a healthy church is that we are Bible people. Yeah, and that we are we are seeking not just to like, because there's a difference. I think you you'll see uh, different churches will hold up a Bible or quote a verse or something, but you can tell that the message isn't really shaped by the Bible. So it's not just that we reference it or put it on the table in yeah. front of our podium or point to use it, it as a tool exactly. Yeah, yeah. for human means, but right, right. We take we wanna, what the Bible says. Yes, we want to take what the Bible itself says and be driven by. Hey, this has been a really good episode. We're going to take a little break in the middle of this episode based on what does a healthy church do as we try to answer that question. So we're going to come back with part two. And until then, until next time, dwell on our infinite God.